This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tecova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges, and ship right to your door. Go to tecovas.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. Hello, right. Welcome back to the Survival and Basic Badass Podcast. Kevin and Chuck. Today, we're going to talk about why people fail to prepare. Um, I don't know. I mean, you guys have been listening to this podcast a long time. I wonder, you know, how squared away everybody is. You know, and I'm sure there's a lot of you that are really prepared and, and have your shit in order. But I always find when I go back to stuff, it's not quite how I remembered it or how I imagine it. And I know I had just pulled out my uh, 72-hour bag out of my car and, and brought it back in to kind of re-inventory it. And I felt like there was, man, like 100 ways to get water and and like that. But then it was maybe lacking in some other areas, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah. But I, I feel like that's the case with a lot of – a lot of it is, you know, it's nice to talk about. It's nice to watch cool survival shows, to listen to audio books and whatever. But how much do we actually put it into action? And I, I, I kind of wanted to talk a little bit about why we procrastinate and why it kind of gets away from us to maybe uh, – overcome some of those obstacles you know if we kind of understand why we do it why we you know fail to prepare then maybe we can uh you know overcome that and change things around a little bit and stock up a little bit better so i mean you know you think about your different inventories and stuff like i mean we'll talk you know first like food storage what would it take to you know and I, I guess before I even get into that, I think the big thing is it can be overwhelming because there's so many areas that you need to prepare. And that's mm-hmm. what I think is the biggest killer um, is people get overwhelmed. Um, I, I don't mean killer in general. I mean, killer in why we prepare, you know? Uh, so, you know, when you're like, Oh yeah, 
I, I need a bug out bag for the car. I need, you know, to up my guns and ammo. I need, you know, food storage. I need to get my property in order. I need to start a garden. And it's all like so much. You're just like, oh, all right, I, I can't. I can't do it. It's a lot easier to watch the 30th anniversary of Friends. So you were telling me yeah. just happened. Yeah. 30. Big deal. I haven't I haven't watched it. I didn't I don't remember actually watching Friends back in the day either. So But not, but that's like probably what people are doing instead of prepping, right? That's right. Gotta get caught up on on the old episode of Friends so you can watch the anniversary edition. That's right. So, you know, I mean I understand that we all have goals and you know, maybe that's yours. But that's one of the things is is there's so much to do. And I guess that's kinda what I think is one of the benefits of this podcast is we kind of, you know, one month we're talking about, you know, one topic and, and next month we're talking about another. It gives you time to kind of implement these things a little more slow. Um, you know, I, I feel like the time is coming. Not, I, I don't think people need to bug out. I don't think people need all their, you know, guns in order or whatever at the, at the, you know, in an instant, but I feel like the threats are very real, but I, I do think, you know, China seems to be getting a little hostile with us, right? That, that's what you've seen, Kevin, or um, I, I know they had just put out about how they told all their generals to uh, prepare for nuclear war and make sure everything was ready against America. Right. Okay. They had shit like that. That doesn't yeah, sound like somebody. Yeah, they're a little pissed off because uh, the uh, United States and the EU, their consulates had uh, candles up in their window for to to commemorate the thirty uh, second anniversary. Tiananmen Square. Square. We were talking yeah. about that a little bit last week. Yeah, so they were yeah. not not pleased about that. I did put some videos up in the Facebook, uh, well, on the page. I don't know if they made it to the group, uh, but uh, Tiananmen Square. It's funny, the one with the guy with the tank, he actually gets away with way more than I would expect in China. You know, well, if like you, if you look at that that video and you actually watch it and you see around him, there's already a bunch of dead bodies there. Like yeah. you, you know, this was already going on. The problem the the issue that they had right there with that with that guy and why he was able to stand down that tank was not just because he had some balls. But because the person driving the tank, the first tank in line, also had some balls and didn't want to run somebody over, and right. uh, was probably unhappy he was in that situation to begin with. Right. I'm sure People that are tank not... driver. Yeah, right. I'm sure that tank driver didn't have a great time afterwards. You know, when he was dealing. No, with this... I'm. I'm sure that was the end of the, uh, not only the career, possibly the life. Um, mm. Yeah, that's. I mean, you know, you think, oh, well, that tank driver's scared or whatever. No, that tank driver was brave. Yeah, because yeah, yeah especially when the guy climbed up to not just open the hatch and shoot the guy, mm -hmm. was uh, you know a big deal. Yeah, um, we don't know what that guy's name is, and and he's, but we know what happened to him. He's definitely dead. The the guy standing in the in the front of those tanks. But, you know, that's some balls, man. That is some balls. So, anyway, yeah, no, just there's a lot of threats. And, and there there's a lot of infrastructure threats. There's been a lot more uh, attacks recently on our infrastructure as far as, mm -hmm. like, cyber attacks, things like that, and ransomware. 
Yeah, there's um, definitely been a lot of those. And, you know, that's that's also something I think, you know, we might have to do a show on uh, on some, some of that ransomware uh, infrastructure shutdown <laughs> situation because it's I'm sure it's happening more than uh, than what we're hearing about in the news. Yeah, I've been seeing uh, schools and hospitals and, and, you know, things that they say that, oh, well, they're not going to touch those things because, yeah, you know, there's a code, the code, Kevin, you got to follow the code. Um, but that's, you know, there's a lot of things that really are, are getting ugly out there. Um, the next biggest concern I have is one that America is kind of bringing on itself and that's inflation, you know, um, people don't want to go to work and the government's just happy to print out cash. I I know we're talking about, is it nationally or is it my state? But I know we're talking about paying people fifteen hundred dollars to go back to work. Have you seen this? No, no. Can uh, I get maybe, that? maybe I it like is just my job yeah. And get in out so this- if uh, that that's maybe maybe a state thing that we're doing where I am, and uh, but apparently if you we can't get anybody to go back to work because they're all like you know they, this staying at home sitting on my ass getting free shit sounds pretty fucking good and. Mm-hmm. So they're saying, uh, yeah, if you go back to work and stay for at least two months or something, you'll uh, we'll give you fifteen hundred dollars. Yeah, because you see all this uh, fast food restaurants are offering like free burgers or fifty dollars or something just to sign out an application. I was thinking about taking a day off of work and just going around and filling out applications. Filling out applications. Well, I like a good free burger, so you know mm-hmm. that's you know. But anyway, point is. There is reasons that you might want to think that, hey, prepping is kind of relevant and necessary. And I got to say, you know, as much as right now you're like, oh, you know, it costs too much to do it. That's like, I think, number two. Number one is it's just overwhelming. Number two, people think of the cost and they're like, it's just too much. I I can't spend my my budget is right down to the dollar. But, you know, Mm -hmm. if you'd started doing this a year ago the prices would be very different than right. doing it right now. Right. And, and the truth my is guess you, is if I had a, yeah, go ahead. I was going to say, my guess is a year from now, it's going to be even, uh, you know, even worse. Your dollar yeah, is going to go. It's certainly not going to be any better. That's for sure. And I understand like money tightness is, is relative. Right. So, mm-hmm. um, well, what I mean, I guess, is when you get, you probably get paid just enough to pay, you know, all your bills. You know, I don't mean that. I, there are people who get paid, right. not everybody. A lot of people are ahead of the game and whatever. And especially preppers are usually people who have a cushion kind of built in. But mm-hmm. what I mean is, is a lot of people actually kind of live paycheck to paycheck. And it seems like it always goes and and it's, it's possible to find yourself in that desperate spot, you know, where it just is, is so tight. And I understand that. And you just kind of have to carve out your own little, little way. Um, and it's not easy and there is sacrifice involved. Um, but you know, I, I would say if, if you really are, are in that desperate spot, you know, go to the library and uh, check out your Dave Ramsey book and see what he's got to say. Cause Honestly, he's got some ideas if you're that desperate that could get you out of it. And it's overwhelming, but you can get there. But anyway, I digress. 
So there are a lot of things it, to do your food storage. The thing is, is to jump in moderately. All right. You don't need to go buy all the long-term food storage because that stuff is expensive. Um, setting up a rotation and, you know, a way to do that is going to be a lot cheaper. And again, if you have the four grand that you won't miss and you can go buy, Hey, let me uh, go buy a bunch of emergency food storage. Honestly, if you stop and think for a while and plan it out and look for sales, you can do way better than if you just go do it. You'd probably be right. pretty foolish to just drop it at, you know, like nothing, but you know, there are ways to do it that way. Um, but what I would say is maybe setting up like a little rotation, um, setting up a pantry and kind of, you know, buying the extra, you know, of what you use and just kind of rotating through it. You know, something that you use every week, you could buy a couple extra and have a rotation of, you know, four extra instead of, you know, one on the shelf, you could have four on the shelf, things like that. And so you spend an extra $10, an extra $20. Let's look at it like, uh, how about, could we spend an extra 10% in our grocery store budget? Um, I mean, I probably wouldn't even notice if I spent an extra 10% because I don't really pay that much attention at the grocery store. I just kind of, you know, I don't know, but well, I'm older. You're an extra 20%. Uh, right. Just within, you know, with food costs. The way, the right. Way that's it. To me, like, it, I feel like anytime I walk out and I'm like, oh, I got fucked there. You know, yeah. that's that's kind of how I feel like it goes. Like every time I'm like, yeah. But I've also, when I was younger and when I was trying to make a way of it, I also know that, you know, it did matter. I knew if I was $5 more this week than I was last week, you know, and, and that's it. We're all at different stages in life and whatever. But after time and preparing and making choices, I think it changes. So the idea is, you know, spend a little extra and start setting aside and maybe buy a cheaper brand, you know, maybe downgrade in the quality of what you were going to buy. See if you can try something that's a little cheaper, or find another way to do it for a little bit. If money's that tight, you know, I'm not saying that you should live in, you know, with, with undesirable stuff. I'm just saying, you know, is there a way to do it? you know, maybe cut, cut back on the, what is it? They always say going out and uh, drinking, you know, the fancy coffee that's five bucks a, a cup or whatever, you know, I don't I know what these say, things are at Starbucks. Yeah. I got to say that, um, your $5 you know, coffee is worth it. No, if you're, if you're spending $5 on coffee every day, you need to reevaluate your life. I don't care how much money you make. If you're spending that much on coffee, you're making some serious uh, life decisions that that are negative, negatively impacting you. Yeah, <clears throat> that five dollar coffee from Starbucks, and I've had Starbucks coffee, and it's it's good, it's good, but it's not five dollars good. It's not as good as they charge it, as they charge for it. No, but what about the girls? Are are they extra friendly and they write your name on your cup? I mean, you have that. They going do. For you. They do. I mean, that's all fun. That's all fun. You can you could go. Uh, you know, get the same pick me up going to a strip club and those girls will be nice to you too. But, uh, you know, you're drunk, you're dumping money on shit that you don't need, man. That's it's the same, same situation. I don't know. As much as I bitch and, and mock that, I, I find that like we have a uh, cafeteria at work and they, uh, 
man, it it's like between seven and and ten dollars every night for dinner, mm-hmm. and it's not good. You know, it's you're like, good. ooh, if I'd gone to McDonald's or Taco Bell, I would have been a lot happier. And like sometimes they have the special, which would be like spaghetti with like an ounce of meat in it, and you're like, ah, yeah, I just paid eight dollars for that. That's yeah. not, you know, like you kind of cringe at that. Um, I don't know, but that's just me. And you know, so like I, I understand it's hard to make a change and prepare for yourself and and bring in food and. You know, I mean, I'm like, I finally decided in the last week, I'm like, all right, I'm going to start bringing dinner. You know, I got to start bringing my own food because I just feel like if I'm paying that much money and every time I come in, like the big thing is like randomly it'll be closed. I'm like, wait, I paid 10 bucks a night and then now it's not even here and I have no dinner tonight and I'm hitting the vending machine or, Uh or the, uh, you know, I, it just, it ends up pissing me off or instead of like they have staples that are always there and the staples are like the worst cheeseburger you ever had in your life mm-hmm. um, with horrible French fries or tater tots or something right. or like fried chicken tenders kind of thing that are not really good either. Those are, are right. the staples mm-hmm. and the good stuff when they have it is like, uh, I mean, like sometimes they have tacos that are like, yeah, you know, okay. Or like I said, they have this spaghetti is horrible. Um, yeah, it's just bad. But my point is we put up with a lot of shit just cause we're lazy and we get stuck in a rut in the way we are. And that's, that's my point, you know? And, and that's the thing, like, you know, are, are you buying the $5 cup of coffee and they're rude to you, you know, where you have to wait in line and you know, whatever is it, what are we really getting here? You know, um, people tell me that the McDonald's coffee is okay. I would say it doesn't compare to my black rifle coffee that I drink at home or whatever, but you know, whatever to each his own. Right. Yeah. They um, don't even put any, any bourbon in that McDonald's coffee. Right. I mean, that's the thing. Like, think about it. You could buy one of those like mini shots of Jameson. Uh huh. And add that to your coffee your every coffee morning for less money. Exactly. And it's not got an I, Irish, an Irish or, yeah. ethnic not feel to it. Yeah. Not that I'm encouraging people to start drinking first thing in the morning, but it's always worked for me. I almost spit out my coffee there. That's, that's <laughs> bad. Um, you know, hey, teach his own. So anyway, back to the, the topic at hand, right? So the idea is just start to do, don't like think about what actually needs to get done. Where are your, your, you know, weak links? Uh, They always say, uh, what is it? The hierarchy of threes. Have you heard this? Right. As a a prepper, that's kind of one of the things they talk about. And it's, it's about how you can go three weeks without food, three days without water, um, what three, three minutes, minutes without, without air, air three seconds without a uh, self-defense kind of thing yeah. uh the three seconds i always kind of question at like all right well you know am i immediately in danger but i guess what they're going for is 
they say that the average tack attacker comes from, I don't even remember. It's like 21, 24, 27 feet away. I don't even remember which one, but, mm. and that you have three seconds from when you realize they're starting to, you know, approach you in a threatening manner to when you can get your weapon out and do something. So those are, are your, you know, threats. And you kind of think about that, you know, like that in water. I, I think I put in there on shelter, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, so, and so anyway, the idea is you need to think, how do I step up? Well, all right, I have shelter. I have my house, right? Or, you know, so at home, I don't need to worry about shelter check. You know, um, I do need to worry about security. That seems like a, a big threat. All right. How can I make my house more secure? How can I, you know, be aware of that? These are things I need to start thinking about. Um, what's going to be my water supply when the water stops coming out of the faucet or how can I make sure it keeps coming out of the faucet? You know, even if I don't have electricity from town, you know, something like that. Um, so, you know, you need to think about these things. Uh, all right, then I need, you know, so now I have water and security and shelter. Now I need to think about, all right, do I have, you know, food? How am I going to keep eating and feeding my family? And, you know, and that's where the garden comes in and, and how you approach it is going to depend on your budget and your time. You know, these are things to think about. Is it easier to buy a bunch of long-term food storage and set that up? Or is it easier to work on a garden because your time doesn't buy as much as, you know, your efforts will? Uh, maybe you're really skilled at gardening and you can get that stuff going and, you know, whatever. Maybe you live in a climate where it's very suited to, you know, high yield growing and farm animals and whatever, you know, I don't know. It's, it depends on you and your environment, but you need to spend some time and look at these things. Mm-hmm. Um, then, so same thing, like when you leave your house, you have your 72 hour bag in your car. You should, this is something you should really do. Um, you should have a trauma bag in your car. That just in case shit happens, you, you know, have something there. I have these things. They really are there. Um, you need to think about that. So that 72-hour bag, what are you going to need for 72 hours? Um, now, people can spend $1,000 putting together a 72-hour bag. But seriously, couldn't you grab one of your kid's old knapsacks, even one that's worn out kind of at the end of the year, and has a little bit of holes or whatever. Not what I want you to do. I want you to get something with some padding that you can carry and walk home. But what if that's not in your budget? You know, if if the uh, $80, like I, I probably spent about, I don't know, maybe 60 to $80. I have like a 511 tactical bag. But again, it's, I bought like a blue you know, neutral color. I didn't want it to look like army green or camo. I want it to look like, right. Hey, I'm just as unprepared as you guys. I just mm-hmm. found this in my car and I'm able to carry some shit with it. You know, you don't want right. to make yourself, Hey, that guy's a prepper, you know, look at him with his army bag with the, you know, hatchet hanging off it. And the, you know, mm-hmm. that guy was prepared. I need what he has. You don't want to be that guy. You want to be gray, man. But on the flip side, you need to come on. You need to um, have something ready to go and and whatever. But whatever level you're at, that's what you need to, you know, to do. 
you need some kind of bag. So even if you had three empty water bottles and you filled them with water from your sink and you put them in that bag, that would be a start. It's not Mm -hmm. enough, but it's a start or a little container of bleach and your water bottles. All right. That's going to help me. You know, if I need to get clean water to get home, that's going to help me. Um, We've talked about what you really need in a 72 hour bag. You need to go back and find that episode and, you know, download that kind of thing. If, if that's something you haven't got, but these little things can make the difference and you can get there in like, uh, um, you know, for short money and short time, it's not a big deal, but it's uh, something you need to do. Now, you can spend $250, $300, or $1,000, or $2,000 making the best bag. I mean, maybe you have a suppressor, a small fold-up gun. Maybe you have, you know, night vision. These things are going to make a big difference and put you ahead of the other guy. But maybe it's a folding knife and a couple of bottles of water and a sports bra for a woman or a pair of sneakers or something, these things matter. And, you know, you prepare at the level that you can prepare at. And I think it all comes. Yeah, go ahead. 90% of us can put together a get home bag for in our car with stuff that we have around the house. Like you're saying in the house, water bottles, yeah, extra pair of socks, old running shoes, you know, uh, you know, some sort of a, a power bar or something like that that's going to sit, you know, that's going to that's going to be able to sit in that bag for, uh, you know, for a few months uh, before you swap it out. You know, just a backpack with with some basics to keep you from freezing to death in the in the winter and to keep you from uh, dying of dehydration. So you're drinking drinking pond water and, and shit in your pants because you haven't been able to get anything to drink for. Uh, right. And you're desperate. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it doesn't cost any more to keep your uh, car always half full with gas, you know, that kind of thing. Um, It's just choices that you make. I mean, you're like, well, I can only afford to go right to the minimum. Well, yeah, but it only takes one time. And if it's that bad, send Kevin an email and he'll send you 20 bucks to put that first half of the tank in there and then leave it there. I I know Kevin said he would volunteer that for you. Um, (laughs) That would be at preppingbadass at gmail.com. And mm-hmm. attention, yeah, Kevin, me, I want my $20. Get that, on, uh, get that check right on the way. All right. So Kevin's going to get on that. And, you know, if times are that hard for you, Kevin's got you. But, you know, teach his own, right? Um, yeah. But the same but, thing goes for when you're going to the grocery store. It doesn't cost that much to get a little, little bit extra, to get the 10-pound bag of rice versus the 5-pound bag of rice. You know, there's and, a, there's a lot of stuff at the grocery store that you can get and stick in your cabinet and forget about it, you know, and I will say these or something, you know, right. I will say if money is really that tight for you, um, look at the grocery store you're going to. There is a big difference in prices from one grocery store to another. Um, mm-hmm. They really are different you need to kind of check around and and look around. And also like, I mean, one thing I learned, I was actually a cashier at a grocery store for about a year or six months when I was a kid. And you see what people buy. You see what like people who are on a budget are buying. 
And, you know, hey, you're buying 10 of those. Uh, That's, you know, interesting. Let me think about what you're doing with that or even talk to people. But talk to people who are doing with less, you know, and and see how they do it and make their their food work and and their stuff work. And then that'll maybe help you get into the. But I think it's it's so much the mindset of just being prepared. And I'm not saying go buy 30 rolls of toilet paper. And well, I always say that, but you know what I mean? You don't need to buy things you're not necessarily going to use. But when you see something on sale, maybe that's the time to buy two of those and just be a little, you know, ahead. Now it is important to have a way to store your stuff safely. Um, you want to be careful. You're not just stuffing it in the shed and back and then you find out that it's full of mice and whatever, you know, and, and I understand sometimes space is tight for people. They don't have a lot of room for, you know, extra gear and extra stuff. So, you know, use your stuff wisely, um, you know, you know your uh, spending habits and, and, you know, try and work it, try and stuff, buy stuff that fits your lifestyle. Uh, but it's really important that you guys do something, um, that you start moving in the right direction, that, well, you know, when ammo comes back to be in the right price, you start to buy a little extra. You know, maybe you shoot, even if it's, well, I shoot a little less this time because it is so expensive and now I have a little more set aside. Um, stuff like that, you know, don't burn through, but also once you start working in the rotation, you know, hey, gas is cheap this month. Let me buy the extra five gallons. And then you start working in. All right. Now I just have to keep buying the same amount I was buying before. And there's mm-hmm. an extra five gallons set aside. And you're not caught off guard when the East Coast gets shut down with no gas for a while. I had friends who were like, oh, I'm not going to be able to come to work tomorrow. And I'm like, well, you're an idiot. You know, how yeah. are you th- that prepared that four days wiped you out, you know, you now can't come to work. Right, right, exactly. And I see a lot of people, you know, that do that sort of shit that, you know, everything is right down the wire. You know, you have to right. go to the grocery store every day on your way home from work because uh, because you didn't have anything. You have to eat out for dinner because there's nothing, uh, nothing in the refrigerator. Yeah. You know, you can spend $10 on a meal for your family or you can spend $50 uh, picking up pizzas and and wings because you didn't you didn't plan a a meal plan out and a lot of things like that you know we spend a lot of money on stupid shit and then uh you know and then act act surprised at the end of the week when we don't have enough money to 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 get through to the end of the week you know and obviously not all you guys are in those positions but um you know but a lot of people are and it's a and it can be very daunting to get started with prepping when you see you know you say, well, I need to spend a thousand dollars on this stuff. I need to spend five hundred dollars on this stuff. I need you know, new tires on the car. I need, mm-hmm. you know, whatever. Right? Yeah. It it can get away from you. I mean, if you think about everything. All right, we need to go to the dentist. All right, we need to go to you know all these things, and it gets overwhelming. But it's just little steps. But also start looking at where you're bleeding money. You know that you know. And I wasn't trying to make this an episode of, you know, when you're poor, this is what you should do. Um, I'm not trying to make it that way. I'm trying to just eliminate some excuses people might have. I guess that's, you know, what I'm going for. But the other thing is people are like, I don't have time. You know, I don't have time to do it. 
but how much do we sit there and do nothing? And what does it take to, you know, it took me literally an extra 10 minutes one day after work last week to bring in my 72 hour bag and set it on a chair and empty it out and then repack it. And I was Mm -hmm. like, Oh, you know, I thought I had this, this and this in there and I didn't. And I need to, you know, step it up. And that's the kind of thing though. I mean, you just need to start to actually prepare. Don't let procrastination be the killer, you know? And, And that's what, you know, a lot of times we let consume us in life where it just gets too overwhelming and it's too much to start the garden, to do whatever. And like I said, not everybody's cut out to be the gardener or do whatever, but you need to find a way to overcome those obstacles, you know, to find a way for food, a way for water, a way for security. You need to be able to put those things in place in your life. And it's important. And that's the whole point of being prepared is not getting caught off guard by life. Um, When the unexpected grocery store is shut down for four days, it shouldn't kick your ass. You know, your kids shouldn't be, Hey, I'm hungry. You know, we don't need that. I I know a lot of people, um, a lot of people tell me, well, I'm not a prepper. I, you know, I don't believe it's, you know, the apocalypse is coming. I don't believe that, you know, we're going to get hit by a meteor. I don't believe, uh, you know, all this crazy stuff and economic collapse and, uh, and, uh, you know, EMPs and all that stuff. But, you know, you need to prepare for just basics. What if you lose your job? What if you're out of work for three weeks? What yeah. if uh, you quit one job and go to another one and your last paycheck from your last job got fucked up and your next paycheck isn't coming for another three weeks? You know, there's a lot of a lot of situations that you can find yourself in where having an extra week's worth of food is going to, you know, is going to be a big help. There's a lot of situations you can find yourself in where unexpected uh, expenses can kick your ass. And, um, you know, just having some stuff set aside some basics uh, can make a big difference from being hungry or from having a, you know, call up your mom and ask her to, to send you uh send you some money. Nobody wants yeah. to be that asshole. No, no. And if you're one of my kids and you're listening to this, take note on that. Don't be that. asshole. <laughs> um, so, you know, just something to be aware of. The last thing I think that, that really uh, does people in is fear. And a lot of people, it's weird. I, I don't I don't understand it from my perspective. I've kind of had a different approach on life. But I, I talk to people and they get overwhelmed even thinking about bad things happening. So it's easier to go with that kind of normalcy bias of, well, it'll always be the way it is. I'll right. always have a job. I've always worked there. So that's not going to change. My car always starts in the morning. So it's going to start tomorrow. Um, the gas station, it, it always works out. Power never goes out more than an hour or two here. Um, I don't need to think about that. That's not really a worry for me. Um, mm-hmm. But what it is, is they don't want to think about how, you know, these things um, might play out and how it would affect them because it seems, you know, too scary or daunting. And, you know, anything can happen. Um, Kevin was just telling me a story about, uh, people's livelihood. What is it in California? Is that where you're with the water? Uh, Idaho, Idaho, California. Yeah. Idaho. Oh, okay. No, oh, not Idaho. It's where? 
Idaho and California. Oh, it's, okay. It's right There's... on the border there. All right, got it. So what's going on out there? Uh, well, it's the uh, Klamath ba- uh, Basin. Now, the Klamath Basin is a, is a big area. Um, but there's a Klamath Lake uh, supplies this whole area with irrigation water. Okay. Um, so they basically set up a dam there, and the, the federal government set up a dam there in the 40s and got a lot of uh, veterans to move out and buy property there to, you know, raise cattle, um, farming, you know, a whole bunch of different different stuff they've got going on there. And uh, they supply them with water. Every year they, they would send out uh, 350,000 acre feet of water down down these chutes. Uh, but okay. there's a big uh, there's a big drought in the in the West right now, and so instead of 350,000 acre feet, they're sending uh, zero. They closed up the dams. That's not definitely less down. than, yeah. So I wanted to talk real quick about about a fish um, called the short nosed sucker. Have you ever Ooh. heard of this? No, but it sounds important. Well, you haven't heard of it because. It only exists in this one lake and the tributaries to this lake. Mm. And this drought is causing these short-nosed suckers to have a, a limited uh, limited places to breed and, and reproduce. So they don't want to let any water out and end up killing off the rest of these fish. Now, these fish are endangered, wait for it, because the federal government set up, set up a dam in the middle of their fucking lake. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, so uh, uh, two guys, Grant Knoll and Dan Nielsen, they're two of the you know two of the farmers there. Uh, okay. They bought a piece of property right by the uh, by the by the gates for I think it's uh, shoot A is what they call it, but it's the you know it's the the dam that lets water out or keeps water in you know heading down the mountain to the uh, d- different pieces of property. Well, they right. bought about fifteen acres right in front of that dam, and they've been ha- holding rallies and you know. Uh, distributing information and, and stuff like that. Um, well, they're saying they're going to go over there and they're going to open that fucking dam up. They're going to cut through the fence and they're going to stay up there until the federal government comes in there and makes them leave and closes that dam back up. Now, I feel like I've got a solution for this. Yeah? Uh, I think that I've got this worked out. Okay. So what we all need to do to help help out this situation is head up there to Klamath Lake and we can go fishing and we can get the rest of those goddamn sucker fish out of there. Apparently they're delicious. We fucking eat them. And then there's no endangered species up there. Smart. No problem. Problem And solved. you know, a lot of survival types like to go fishing. Yeah. Yeah. And you can actually go, there's no restriction on fishing up there. Apparently they're they're in danger, but you can still pull ten fish out a day, and really, and it's all good. So I don't know what the situation is there, but apparently uh, you can eat the fish, you just can't drink their water. Got it. Now, do the fish poo in the water? They do poo in the water. Oh, and uh, there's there's a uh, because they don't uh, send water down these irrigation uh, channels now. Yeah, what they're doing is that water is warming up, and it's Ooh. increasing the uh, the bacteria that have been killing this this fish. So by not Ooh. flushing water out, 
they're also killing the fish. So the federal government set up a dam that put this fish on the endangered species list. Now they're saying they can't open the dam because it's going to even more endanger this fish. And uh, they're fucking all the people downward. They're not reimbursing them. They're not reimbursing these farmers for the water they promised they would get. They're just fucked. So, I think that's where where it's really an issue is, all right, hey, we're going to stop this water from flowing. And, mm-hmm. you know, well, I guess you're saying that they kind of set it up and had people move out there based on, yeah, you and know. They guaranteed there'd be a certain amount of water every year for irrigation. Now, they yeah, but, short changed them last year, too. Okay. But this year is the first year they're not, they completely closed everything. You're not getting anything out of it. So when it doesn't rain, they're going to cut off your water. Now, this sounds like something you might want to prepare for. Yeah. Yeah, that seems like it might be a shitty situation if, if uh, all of a sudden uh, you're in a drought and the government says, uh, go fuck yourself. But you could be in a position where you're like, well, the water's always been there. It comes right. every year. It has for the last 70 years. Every year that water has come. It's Why would it not come last- next year? Yeah, since 1907, they've been. Oh, 1907 was the last time that there was no water uh, coming. So down you're saying day. for 110 years there's been yeah. water there, and now all and of a sudden, right? That sounds like something that hey, I didn't see that coming, but it's a good thing that I have covered my downside. Mm-hmm. But that's my point. You know, things just unexpected shit can happen. We can always be caught off guard. You know, you know damn well people were caught off guard by this whole COVID thing. Jobs going away, not being able to go to work, businesses shutting down. Things, you know, this affected people's lives and it was unexpected. You couldn't plan for it. But a lot of people lost their downsides. Yes. That's right. A lot of people lost their jobs through no fault of their own in this situation. Yes. It wasn't just because they're a shitty employee showing up late. You know, people right. lost I mean, that, that would be Kevin's, right? I mean, Kevin, that could happen, but other people, right. I half expect yeah. to get fired every single day, right? You show up with bourbon on the breath, and uh-huh. you know, whatever. Who knows? Tell the uh, mayor to go fuck himself. You know? I, I don't that know that sometimes. that's actually happened. I just imagine after these conversations with Kevin <laughs> that that might be the case. Um, but that's it. You need to think about, you know, shit can happen that we don't plan for. It's the unexpected. And you need to actually do to cover your downside. You know, you need to get off your ass. You need to start putting shit in order. And it doesn't take a lot. It doesn't have to consume you. You just have to start taking steps. It's like building up your retirement account. You know, mm-hmm. if you put in that little bit every month into the 401k, it adds up over time and you don't even seem to miss it. But damn, if you don't put anything aside every month, it, you know, I have one of my kids who's saved up a ton of money and he plants. He's just like, you know, I just put some aside. I I get happy when I put a little aside every month and it just gives you that extra sense of security. Now he's pissed off that inflation's robbing him, but I guess he uh, he did all right. He bought a bunch of that AMC stock, so now he's living high on the hog or something. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah I'm glad that but... worked out for somebody. I, somebody. I was, I was too scared to start buying into that shit, but uh, yeah. No, I think uh, he's 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 happy with that. But 
Anyway, so just realize, you know, it doesn't cost you that much. There are ways to do it without blowing the budget. There's ways to do it without it consuming your life and just start moving in the right direction. Um, you know, don't, don't fail the plan, you know, and plan to fail. Right. So with mm-hmm. that, um, you guys have show ideas. Um, you can email us at preppingbadass at gmail.com. We have some pretty cool shirts and gear. You can get at preppingbadass.com. Um, otherwise, uh, you know, hey, if you're enjoying it, leave a review. That really helps us out, helps spread the word, and uh, makes it worthwhile for us to keep sharing this stuff with you. And with that, stay safe, and we'll talk to you guys next week. The Survival and Basic Badass Podcast is a proud member of the Self-Defense Radio Network. Ooh.